It's another Sunday night watching the superstars fight. You know it's what we love to do. Talking about NXT or WWE. And we can't forget about AEW. Viewers' choice on the North-South Coast. Viewers' choice on the North-South Coast. Viewers' choice on the North-South Connection. North-South Connection podcast listeners. Welcome back to another fantastic edition of Viewer's Choice. Uh, We're very sorry we missed you a day ago uh, for In Your House, but uh, we were making our own house call at the LVAC. Uh, If you don't know, check them out, twitter.com slash the underscore LVAC. But uh, we were real rumbling on Friday and Saturday, and we could not uh, pass up that opportunity to uh, to be there. But we will definitely take the opportunity to tell you what's must watch, what's must skip, and your MVP of heck in a sec. WWE Hell in a Cell live from the All State Arena. That's right. We in were in shadows Chi-Town. of Chicago. That's right. I should have known from Mustafa Ali's attire, but. Uh, a very a very fun evening of the wrestles uh, here uh, on display on the Peacock, or if you're international and you still get the WWE Network, just remind us how good it is, and uh, that'd be great, because, <laughs> man, Peacock still sucks, but uh, that's either here nor there. Uh, Marcus, if you've got the card handy, can you run us down from top to bottom? I'm sure we'll give you a handy rundown of the card. Thank you for uh, that. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert for everybody. If you've not seen it, uh, here we go. Bianca Belair retains the Raw Women's Championship by defeating Asuka and Becky Lynch in a triple threat match. Big Bob Lashley defeats almost an MVP um, in a two-on-one handicap match. Kevin Owens defeats Ezekiel slash Elias uh, in a regular contest. The Judgment Day, Edge, Damian Priest, and Rhea Ripley defeat Finn Balor, AJ Styles, and Liv Morgan. The Mad Cat Moss defeats Happy Corbin by pinfall in a no-holds-barred match. A-Town Down, but not Austin Theory, retains the United States Championship by defeating Mustafa Ali. And our main event of the evening, the Kang! (laughs) That nightmare narcotic, the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, in a gutsy performance that'll probably be talked about for ages to come. Defeats Seth Rollins inside Hell in a Cell. Yeah, I think we have to kind of lead with Cody's Herculean effort yeah, inside Hell in a Cell. The, the get... reports came out, right? Yep. Cody was banged up to Cody is injured. Well, Cody Cody is hurt very quickly to Cody is injured. Uh, and then the reports of the torn peck. And to me, I was cynical. Uh because AEW just ran slash still running an angle uh, with a match with MJF happening, not happening, up in the air, but creating uh, this heightened sense of uh, uncertainty and anticipation for the matchup at Double or Nothing. And I just thought it was a little too convenient that Cody, who is uh, not all that far removed from MJF, uh, at least in our minds as wrestling fans, uh, I thought it was just a little too convenient that they were running kind of a similar, I guess, angle 
uh, or online approach with this match, maybe to try to drum up some extra interest and get some doubt and uh, create some interest and some extra buzz heading into the main event, especially with Roman and Brock and Ronda nowhere. Drew, not on this card, right? Uh, but uh, we get to the main event. We get Seth coming out in the polka dots. And we get the Kang coming out. And he is very obviously favoring his right upper torso. And uh, we get the big reveal inside the cell. The big jacket comes off. And uh, you see bruising that is very consistent with a torn pack. It is gross. Uh, yeah, no, I, I've seen a couple of torn packs in person. Um, I mean, that's, that's what they look like. It's, it, it is ugly. It is brutal discoloration. Um, Cody's, I mean, right peck to his bicep, uh, completely purple. Yeah. That thing was um, coming down to like his cat, like his, uh, forearm. Yeah. Bruising. Um, so that's how they work. And, um, I mean, we know Cody is going to go through whatever to prove his toughness. Um, we saw that in AW with the flaming table spot <laughs> with Andrade. Um, Cody's got a little bit of that perk angle in him where he's going to mm-hmm. get a little nuts. Whether we're talking moonsaults off the cage, Madison Square Garden, the flaming table. Uh, Cody's got some perk angle. Uh, and he had tons of it tonight. Yeah, he he did. And you have to give credit where credit's due, even if you don't necessarily, if you're not, uh, you're not like me and you're not fully in on the Nightmare Narcotic and you don't, you're not bought into Cody in the WWE. Uh, This appearance, this match, probably it's the best of the three Seth and Cody matches. And just from the standpoint of him being so injured, like, I understand the peck is torn off the bone, and I am understanding that it's kind of like a lot of other injuries. Like, it can't get worse, so just ride it. And you very easily, kudos to Cody and to the 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 staff there for kind of letting him call his own shot and not taking it away, but we very easily... And rightfully so, have been like can't be Cody, somebody else. Mm-hmm. Even with even with Hell in a Cell, even with everything, or they could have easily given us eight minutes. Yeah, yeah. And they could have done something else, but Cody and Seth do the thing extremely well. Um, a really really fine Hell in a Cell match. Um, Seth knows what he's doing in there now. He's he does. Had. He's he's quickly become uh, a master of the PG era Hell in the Cell match. Um, yeah, he he his pacing, uh, the setup, everything he's doing in there, in these cell matches. The one with Edge was really good, and this one I think eclipsed that. Um, yeah, I mean this was this was must watch for our format that we do here. Right. Uh, I would definitely give it a big recommendation, um, and. Uh, you said they could have went eight minutes, right? And that would have been fine. Um, but they went, what, 24, 25 minutes? And at no point did I ever think it felt like, or at no point did I feel like they were purposely going long to try to drag out the match. Uh, the, match felt, the match felt very natural. 
And I think that's because you've got two people in there who can be storytellers, uh, which just the way that WWE is now, they don't give you a lot of stories to work with uh, or it's the same stories to work with. And in the context of what I'm talking about here, you've been gifted this gruesome injury that's highly visible to everybody, even up in the nosebleeds uh, and everybody watching at home. And you can now work an entire cell match around that injury, but also the ability to actually have the cell and have the weapons inside the cell inflict damage. Because I, for me, that's always been a knock of the cell for the last 10, 12 years. I don't feel like the cell was ever really dangerous. It just feels like people playing in a upside down uh, egg carton or whatever, mm-hmm. the milk carton, right? Milk crate, like, yeah. Milk crate, yeah. Um, this felt like, okay, these guys are going to feel it tomorrow. Like, this felt brutal. It looked brutal. They worked the match in that style. Um, so, yeah, that's probably all I got to say about the match. Uh, I would definitely go out and uh, and watch it if you haven't. Whether you're a fan of Cody, you're a fan of Seth, or you're a fan of Hell in a Cell matches, this is must-watch. Uh, this is on the short list of match of the year for WWE. Mm-hmm. It, it's up there. I'm curious to see how uh, uh, Meltzer would rate this performance. Um, I know internally there's a, a running gag of Cody being good for a solid three stars all the time. Uh, but I think this is a, it's a little peak, uh, a little higher than normal for Cody. And uh, I'm very excited that we were able to get this match even in the state he was in. Um, I'll give another must watch. This pay-per-view was bookended very well. Mm-hmm. We had a fantastic main event and we had a dynamite opener. In Bianca Belair successfully retaining the WWE Raw Women's Championship against Becky Lynch and Asuka. Man, even though the crowd wasn't necessarily the most on fire when they were up. Man, Bianca is so good and she's only getting better. Mm-hmm. Um, and and all, all three ladies carried their weight. I don't think anybody was a slouch tonight. Everybody came and put their working boots on. And the dynamic of this triple threat match was really good. Yeah. I, it's tough. Triple threats are tough because it's always paired off one with another. Um, but I think they did a really good job of incorporating all three competitors at the same time more often than usual. Marcus? Yeah, this is pretty much a flawless triple threat match. Either, either way you want to slice it or dice it, you've got three of the top five uh, women in the company there in that matchup. Um, and Asuka always delivers. And Bianca, I would say, always delivers. Uh, and Becky really showed up. Um, and I think when Becky has a chip on her shoulder, Becky always delivers. Um, this was awesome. It really was. I think I think a reason the crowd may not have been as into it as we were at home was because they were reminded of how poor the booking was at least in my opinion of uh how poor the booking was getting to this point i mean you've got oscar beating becky to get the match with bianca but then becky is just going to win a match against oscar to get herself into the match very i just yeah it wasn't for me i don't think the smart chicago crowd was a fan of it either um 
so I, I think the story aspect of the match is what was lacking a little bit there with the reactions. But yeah, they went out, they killed it. Um, I don't know what else to compare it to. Like, are we comparing this maybe to the WrestleMania 32 triple threat match with Charlotte, Becky, and and Sasha? It's hard to say because it doesn't have the grandeur. Right, for sure. I think work rate, it's probably going to be up there. But there's definitely something about the moment being at WrestleMania that kind of gives it a little bump. I mean, you know that from the talking about WWE War. There's mm-hmm. a difference between a match happening on Monday Night Raw and a match happening at Hell in a Cell and a match happening at WrestleMania. You could have the same match at all three parts, like literally beat for beat. You could have the they exact same do. match. <laughs> right. You could have it. But for whatever reason, WrestleMania is going to get graded a little higher than Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell is going to get graded a little bit higher than Monday Night Raw, depending on the Raw. Um, in either event, I, I just think it's it's really good to see. Um, my fear moving forward is what's left of the women's division. I mean, you yeah. still have you still have Liv and Rhea who are partnered off, and I'm sure we'll talk about them coming up mm-hmm. shortly. Um, but after Liv and Rhea, what else is there? And that is, I think, a gift with Money in the Bank coming up. Uh, not that I hope to see an immediate cash in, but uh, you know, if we can build a challenger or two coming out of the ladder match, and we got the briefcase flo- floating around. Um, maybe we get a return. I don't know if it's time to shake things up already. It would really help if they just stuck to shaking things up and keeping them shook up and not shaking them up anymore. Uh, with a lot of the, uh, integration of the Raw and SmackDown cross pollination, if you will. Well, I, I I don't know if you've heard or seen the, the rumor mill. I've not. Uh, apparently the brand split is coming to an end. Oh my gosh. I can't, I can't keep doing this. Right. It's been 20 years. I can't keep doing this. And you, and you know, what's going to come next? The brand split after. Well, no, you get rid of the brand split. And then what happens? You start unifying titles. Yes. Which has already happened. Well, you've well, kind of happened, kind of happened. But you're going to start unifying titles and then you're going to see theory versus ricochet. I'm good. And you're going to, you're going to pare down the titles to just a few. I'm I'm feeling good coming out of hell in a cell and now you're just killing my interest. So what else do we have to, there's obviously more, there's more on that. And I, I don't know anything. I'm just a silly little boy doing a silly little bit. Go ahead Uh, and, must watch the women's triple threat. Must watch the women's triple threat. Must watch the six person tag. Uh, so we're going to differ here. You go ahead and you make your case. I'll make my case. Edge has done a great deal as of late to kind of poo poo on the legacy he left behind. Mm. However, with the addition of Damian Priest and Rhea Ripley, there is a new lease on life for Edge for me. Uh, the Judgment Day is working for me, and I really thought that this six-person tag was really good. I think it it showcased all six people pretty well. Um, it still leaves uh, us wanting more, whether you want more or not. It does leave you wanting more in regards of Liv and Rhea, 
and Edge and AJ Styles. Um, with with Finn being the person who took the fall and Edge being put out for such a long time after the phenomenal forearm only to be saved by the punishment of the Judgment Day, Damian Priest. It is, there is still more that can be pulled from this, um, especially with the gap I had mentioned before with the women's division on Raw. Liv and Rhea looks like a solid number one contendership program leading into Bianca. And then the loser of that is Money in the Bank Bound. I wonder who that could be. Lil Liv. Again. Like, all right. So this is why it's must skip for me. Um, and maybe I'm just putting way too much weight into one half of this matchup. I'm trying to give you I'm trying to give you so much opportunity to oh, just that word again. I know. I I listen to WWE War and man you're just bringing a lot of negativity and salty butter to the North South connection. And Somebody's got to be the grumpy old man around here and it might as well be me. So All right, I, I, will, I will give the judgment day credit. They have revamped edge, right? Edge came back. He did the, the heroes homecoming took, took a, you know, edge off the shelf and, and took him out on tour and everybody got to cheer for edge, right? Everybody loves edge. Y'all don't like edge. No, everybody loves edge. But that started to grow old very quickly. And we know best edge is heel edge. Uh, And I thought we needed to get to Radar Superstar. And for many reasons, can't go back to that. Can't do it uh, the way it's supposed to be done. Edge does something new. And while I think I would have rather seen, have have seen more of the... (laughs) Um, more of the Will Ferrell as James Lipton as Edge doing <laughs> inside the actor studio. Inside the wrestler studio. Right. Um, they went away from the actor bit and more so into this um, higher level of operation. This different plane that Edge is on and pulling people up to his level, right? And that's all fine and dandy, sure, okay. And a little bit creepy edge, whatever. I'm not a spooky boy. The spooky doesn't do it for me. But it is something new and different. Um, and it is able to exist in this still PG era of WWE. So credit to Edge for reinventing himself again, finding the footing, really tightening this up. Because a couple of weeks ago, I even thought it was still shaky. Uh, it's freshened up priest already. It has brought a new life to Rhea Ripley. Cool. All good there. I mean, AJ Styles is AJ Styles. Sure. Not the biggest Finn Balor fan. I don't know. It's Finn Balor. And if we do have another, uh, series of matches between Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley, which leads to Liv Morgan going to money in the bank. What money in the bank are we on with Liv Morgan as the underdog that you might put a little bit of money on to squeak out a win? I'm just done. I'm this done. This might with be Liv number Morgan. three. I'm good. I'm done. She is a fine move doer. Um, she has that element of when she does something where she leaves her feet, she might break her neck. 
and then she lands it and it's like oh yay that was good i'm done i'm done i want like bring some character do something new but i'm done with Liv morgan as it has stood for the last three years the whole she's better than you think she is but still an underdog like what is she hot scrappy do i'm just done i'm done i'm good i'm good had enough don't want any more not interested i do understand that part of the presentation i'm not taking away i'm not gonna let that take away from the good match no it does for me i'm completely done because i've seen it before how many how many how many good showings from Liv morgan do i need to see in the last three years i i get that i do I guess my thing is, is I think you're putting more emphasis on Liv Morgan in this match than I think is needed. Um, I'm more interested in the dynamic of the, of the three versus the three. This is a, it shows the, the power of a unified front of the judgment day versus a slapdash two sweeties pseudo bullet club 2022 WWE deal. Um, I think we're done with the, the quote unquote gang warfare aspect of this. I think it kind of splits off as individuals. Mm. Um, but I, I like the six man tag and I think it's must watch. I understand you think it's must skip. Um, is there anything else you think is must skip on this show? Uh, Ali versus Austin Theory. Wrong kid. Wrong kid died, um, Dewey. Even with the win, I'm not even sure if that would have been enough. Um, I'll sum it up this way. Uh, whoever the Raw announcer is, I believe Jimmy Smith. Whoa. Did I get it right? Yep, Jimmy okay, Smith, cool. who who uh, the meme on the internet is that half of the moves done on Monday Night Raw are just named Whoa. Oh, okay. I yeah. was unaware of that. Yeah, well, we don't watch it enough, so no. we wouldn't know. <laughs> um, so they're about three-fourths of the way through the contest, and Jimmy Smith, with his expert analysis, says, well, Austin Theory wants to make this matchup all about speed athleticism and using his strength to which I go, okay, what does Ali want to do? Use his speed and athleticism and his strength. It's the same, same like this was a bad styles matchup. I think. Yeah, I can see that. It was not for me. I can see that. I wouldn't go so far as to say this is a must skip. I would say that this is more on the just it existed. It was fine. No, it right. was fine. It wasn't bad by any stretch. But if you've seen a good match before, then you can skip this match. Like, it was fine. Fair enough. Fair enough. I wish they would do something with Ali. That's why I think, like, I think a win here would have been enough. Absolutely. To Maybe. save it from must skip. Investors? Possibly you. WWE can't let hometown boys win at home. And why is he still a town? He's not Austin anymore. And he's not from Atlanta. He's just theory. So why is it still a town? What? This doesn't make any sense. 
I'm, I'm, now I'm getting cranky. I'm cranky. Jr. is coming out. What else mm-hmm. do we got, Tim? What else was must skip or must watch for you? Um, honestly, I think I'm good. Everything else to me was passable. You know, uh, Madcap Moss and Baron Corbin, a nice reversal of fortune for Madcap Moss. Very sad. The suspenders and dock boat, like dock shorts and, and boaters are gone. But, uh, if we're going to get a new intensity from Madcap Moss, like cool, this is how you're going to start it. Um, the two on one handicap match fair to Midland. Okay. Uh, But let's hit pause on that though. Yeah. All right. So I've been very giving of all things Omas uh, <laughs> this year. He's been must watch for me. And I will continue to say, go ahead and watch this matchup, but it's not for Omas. It's for big Bob Lashley. Uh, in this day and age of a lot of magic tricks from WWE, none were needed than this one. Um, besides the whole... I can't believe that part of the barricade that breaks once a month broke again spot. <laughs> but aside from that, this crowd was all the way live for Big Bob Lashley. And if you actually want to see like an organic celebration, an organic reaction from the crowd, go ahead and watch this because they were behind Big Bob Lashley from the start. And uh, by the end of the contest, I mean, the crowd is red hot for Lashley. Um and I, I really, really want to see Big Bob Lashley uh, move on from this feud, uh, not get distracted, and go towards whatever the title pitcher is going to be. Right. I, I, that, I would give a must watch to the celebration of Big, sure. of Big Bob after the match. The match itself is what it is. Omas needs a lot more saison. Needs a lot more seasoning on him. Um, but that's not to say he's bad. No. It's to say he just, there's a lot more development. And if I'm frank, the WWE is missing a giant that can teach him. Mm-hmm. All of their giants are gone. Yeah. How'd Undertaker's that gone. Big Show's gone. Mark Henry's gone. Mayor Kane. Mayor Kane's gone. The great Great Kali says says is gone. Like they're all gone. They're all gone. And I mean, I would love to see the great Kali and Omas try to talk to each other. But even then, like there is something about having that veteran presence and having, you know, big man versus big man in a coachable, teachable moment. Braun had it with Big Show. Big Show had it with Undertaker. Kali had it with The Undertaker and Big Show. Mm. Yeah, we just hope that uh, the pairing with MVP is not just on screen, but uh, a lot of knowledge is being passed off screen as well. Um, I I still think there's a ton of potential in Omos. It's not like he is uh, crashing the car by any stretch. He's just not driving. He's not had a disastrous... um, outing yet he's not had a bad outing yet everything has been okay to good i would say serviceable yeah is, is the right phrase i don't i wouldn't give him anything good yet he's still waiting uh, wrestlemania see i thought wrestlemania when they won the tag titles still waiting for him but to reach he didn't that really do anything 
I mean, when he got the, the tag and he, he bumped around the New Day, that was awesome. But that's also the New Day and AJ Styles doing right. a ton of the work. But like, right. I'm still waiting for something like that. He was the fourth man of a four-piece puzzle. And Can I when... talk about? Go ahead. I'm sorry, uh, not to cut you off here, but I was very close, very, very close to giving a must-watch to Kevin Owens versus Ezekiel slash Elias. Mm-hmm. Um. We have talked before, especially coming out of WrestleMania, Kevin Owens, the rumored brand new contract. How many times Vince McMahon needed to mortgage his house? One time. What? Two times. What? Maybe even three times to keep Kevin Owens. But he got the deal done. Um, and you can see why Kevin Owens is and should be presented as that tier of star below the God tier of like Roman and Brock. Right. Um, Chicago ate him up. Chicago is going to be honest with you. Chicago absolutely loved Kevin Owens. Um, and it felt like a mood shift when Kevin Owens came out and it's like, okay, Kevin Owens is not going to let this suck. And it was enjoyable. I enjoyed the matchup. Um, I mean, if, I wouldn't tell anybody not to go watch this match. I wouldn't tell you you have to check it out either. But if you've got the time, it might be worth checking out. Yeah, I think so. I, possibly. I if think you like if you like Kevin Owens and you like seeing Kevin Owens like do good work, this is a match for you. This is like a Kevin Owens exhibition of just how good he can be not having to do a ton. Right, for sure. Um, to me, I'm not necessarily, uh, big sold on, uh, on the, on the matchup. I think that it's, this is good and serviceable in the, I don't know if Kevin Owens needs rehabilitation after WrestleMania, but to write the ship and get him into the win column on premium live events. Mm-hmm. Um, but it felt to me like a raw match and not a premium live event match. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's, you got to feature Kevin Owens, especially with, you know, a lot of notable names, not on the card, uh, this evening. Yep. Um, so you have to have Kevin on the program to, move units if you will yeah absolutely um i'm not giving it must watch but i'm not gonna give it must skip either like i think it i think it's good i think overall i think on the whole this event is must watch we said it last month i think like wwe these uh, premium live events have been like pretty good background noise like right. If you're doing something else or you have time just to throw it on. Like, like do you do you work from home and have the ability to put an iPad up during your work day? Do you have a second monitor at work and your boss doesn't care what you watch? Uh are you working on your car in the garage uh and need something on in the background? Um are you planning a three hour long car ride where you're not the driver? Boy, 
like all of these things. If you're in need, check out WWE Hell in a Cell 2022. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. It's solid. It's better than what WWE could do. That's what I'll say. With all since WrestleMania, WWE has put on, especially when it comes to premium live events, they've all been decent. They haven't had, we have not had our horror show at Extreme Rules yet. No. And I think part of that is with the remodeling and reimagining of what the premium live events are, how they are distributing the Brock and Roman usage. This really let the stars, again, like that second tier of top stars, it really let them carry the show. And they were really like well spread out during the show. Three huge women stars to open the show. Uh, from there, uh, Big Bob Lashley really carried that segment. From there, Owens carried that segment. Then you've got the Judgment Day carrying that and Edge. Like, you're already like an hour and a half into the pay-per-view. And it's a good watch. And then it falls off a little bit, right? Mad Cat Moss, Happy Corbin, Theory Mustafa, uh, Mustafa Ali. But then it gets us to our main event and main event definitely delivered so a well-paced show the stars were really well spread out and uh main event really delivered so i'm ready to uh ready to hand out our mvp tim i think so too and i don't know if we'll agree on this but i'm gonna give the devil his due cody rhodes with with the herculean effort with whether it's doctored emotion or real emotion or whatever it is, it's emotion. Uh, one of the gutsiest performances in WWE history coming on the, uh, earning the winner's share of the purse for the match and putting on a fantastic hell in a cell. I'm giving it to, uh, Cody Rhodes with a runner up to Bobby Lashley. Yeah. I'm going to agree with you. Got to give it to the Kang with the big dog, not on this pay-per-view or premium live event. The Kang was on the poster. They trusted Cody to be the dude, the main star of the show, and he was. If the injury is to believe at face value, what a gutsy performance. Big Bob Lashley, close second in my opinion. And might be a blessing and a curse. Because doing the math on a, a peck tear, it's possible we don't see the Kang again until January. Possibly. I'm not sure how long the the actual surgery and rehabilitation time for Cody Rhodes is. It's kind of sad that he's not going to, we're possibly not involved in Money in the Bank. Um, signs definitely point to no chance. But uh, stranger things have happened. Um, Cody Rhodes seemed to be a shoe-in for Money in the Bank. Um, all things considered. But WWE does tend to do some really good work when they're put in a box. Mm-hmm. Um, look at what they've made, what type of chicken salad they've made out of the women's division. Um, after the Sasha Naomi conundrum. Uh, this is another thing and I'm very curious to see now 
now that money in the bank has kind of opened up on the men's side. Exactly. Yep. Um, I think now the front runner from tonight is obviously Big Bob, but um, I don't know if Big Bob needs it. Right. If this is going to be an interesting money in the bank because the company since last year's money in the bank has really gone all in on the stars and scrubs mindset. Well, all and, in, all in's a different company. Oh, that's a different one. Excuse me. Um, they've heavily invested into the star and re- replacement level concept. Uh, so do they use this to elevate a mid Carter? and give them a year long run or a nine month run with money in the bank and see what happens. Or do they go with an established talent, uh, just to kind of keep things moving along. So, uh, we'll see the next time we're back for WWE with money in the bank is money in the bank next or is clash at the castle next money. in The bank is next clash. The castle is not till September. Gosh, I feel like there was, it was in the middle, but um, no, yeah. The next time you'll hear from us then, is uh, for the least of the WWE is money in the bank. But the next time or you'll hear from us is at AEW X new Japan pro wrestling forbidden door, uh, which is going to be the weekend of June the 26th. Um, myself. I'm not sure Marcus, if you'll be on that with me. If, if you're willing to put up with some new Japan, I, I hope so. I hope so. I'm going to try to expand my boundaries and go through the forbidden door as well. Good. I'll hold your hand and we'll make it through together, but uh, we'll be back for forbidden door. We'll be back for money in the bank, um, but definitely check out everything that we do here on the North South connection daily. There's content quality content, uh, crossing the gamut of, uh, professional wrestling and pop culture. I mean, every Wednesday it's the Jenny position position. We've got uh new gen on emissions back wrestling war zone popping off. We've got the wrestler that was series. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got WWE war with you and JT. You've got just so much good content on the regular with the North South connection. And we thank you guys for listening to us, listening to the network. Um, if you're interested in what we do here, uh, check us out on social media at T and M shows. Uh, Marcus and I do a couple of other podcasts aside from this one. Um, you also know war, but uh, specifically we do final wrestling place on the soon to be named network where Marcus and I take the nouns of professional wrestling assign arbitrary red points and green points and either put them in the good place or the bad place. If you're listening to this episode right now, as it is live, um, you can check out episode one of season 23, where we revisit the bashes of professional wrestling. And Marcus and I give you a, uh, a little bit of insight into our love for the great American bash 1996. Uh, the, the night Eric Bischoff took a wild ride through a table. Um, but so much more stuff to, to go on to that. So check us out there. Uh, so follow us on social media. If you, if you dare, uh, let us know your thoughts on uh, what goes on here, uh, at our uh, viewers choice podcast at gmail.com or on social media at TNM shows. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media, Twitter, you can 
at not the tool man for me the wrestling speakeasy for marcus if you know you know as mentioned we'll be back for forbidden door we'll be back for money in the bank and we'll be back for wwe aw and possibly nxt if the spirit moves uh pay-per-views and premium live events until next time always remember the choice is yours